0: Welcome to Health 4.0 Leadership Podcast. My name is Namrata Bagaria and I'm your host. My guest today is Dr. Fatos She She's a mental health specialist and she's here to discuss how Health 4.0 ecosystem and mental health can work together. Welcome Fatos.
1: Hi Namrata, nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my utmost pleasure. So doctor, can you explain us where are you contributing in the present health ecosystem, in what capacity, and what are your top three mandates?
1: Well, uh, Namrata, this virus problem came quite unexpectedly, actually it started more or less three months ago, but it hit us like a brick. So I should uh, tell you that I was not very much prepared for uh, the incoming wave of increase of mental health problems. Uh, We are seeing a huge spike in depression, anxiety, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, as we call it, OCDs, And um, more worrisome is the increase in uh, domestic violence. So I'm uh, trying to um, help as much as I can uh, to people who reach out to me through teleconferencing. But uh, my mandate originally is um, to train primary healthcare workers on common mental disorders. I'm an educator and I do this uh, for uh, international organizations as well as for the uh, primary healthcare workers here in Canada. So I hope what I have taught through the years uh, concerning depression and anxiety came handy for uh, primary healthcare workers as you know, primary health care is a huge umbrella. Primary health care workers comprises all the way from nurses to nurse practitioners, family doctors, psychologists, and um, uh, occupational therapists, and what have you. So all these people in the primary care should be vigilant about the increase of these common mental disorders that I'm talking about, specifically depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and um, the problems that came with domestic violence. I hope this responds response to your question. Is it good?
0: It does, it does, it does, because I can see at one side, you are a psychiatrist who's using telemedicine uh, to serve the community. And on the other side, you're an educator who's building capacity. And for our listeners, um, uh, I met Dr. Fados, uh two years ago in a conference actually, and we've kept in touch through LinkedIn. Uh, and she's, she's a very brave lady. She goes in different parts of the world, which are under um, extreme distress, uh, like uh, Syria, Turkey, Libya. And uh, I have huge respect for her. She's one of the nicest people you'll meet. <laughs> and
1: oh, that's kind, that's kind. I'm not that nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, for me, uh, it's, it's a great privilege to have her on this show. And, um, and, and especially in these times where uh, COVID-19 related stress anxiety, um, we are not prepared. Uh, we are not prepared because we were not even prepared in the first place for the regular amount of anxiety that the society had. So, uh, Doctor, what were your challenges and your learnings in your journey and what were your takeaways so far and how are you proceeding further?
1: Uh, Well, that's a very good question, Namrata. Thank you. Well, my main challenge has been the change. You know, change is difficult. Uh, People are afraid of change and this goes... So well with our primary healthcare workers. Now, of course, with our family doctors, at the time is the biggest challenge, that they need to take their time with their patients to figure it out, uh, the real reason behind that constant headaches, uh, constant GI problems, uh, gastrointestinal problems, and constant um, uh, dark thoughts, and what have you. But oftentimes, the time that is allocated for each patient at the primary healthcare uh, physician's offices around 10 and a very optimistic view, 15 minutes. So that is a challenge. That's my main challenge. Mm -hmm. And the second challenge is, of course, the uh, change. People come and sit and listen to my lectures and and workshops and... uh, Then they go home, they are very determined to implement it. And maybe if I'm lucky, they do it for a week, two weeks, and then they go back to their good old ways because Mm -hmm. it's easier, that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. So these are the two things that I see as the main challenge. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And and how are you incorporating these challenges in going further? Like what, what have you drawn from these challenges or are there still challenges and you think you still need better solutions for these
1: yes well I try to um, give them uh, examples of how beneficial it is actually to take the time with the with the clients you see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mental health uh, is not a one-person show it's a mm-hmm. team Mm -hmm. and it starts with primary healthcare worker with primary healthcare physician let's call it family doctors but there has to be a nurse and that family doctor has to be connected uh, at all times with a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. uh, the psychiatrist is the secondary level of treatment they're expensive we don't have too many of them they're Mm -hmm. very busy So, uh, but if he can put a primary healthcare physician in contact with a psychiatrist Mm that they can meet, let's say, regularly every 10 days and discuss their patients and uh, see how the medication is working and how the patient is reacting. And if that patient has been followed up by a nurse... Uh, making sure that the patient is taking their medications and the nurse connects with the patient's family and what have you. And in that team, if we can have a psychologist uh, who's complementing the um, medication treatment with psychotherapy or, or, or you know what we call a talk therapy, then this is the success this is how we will be able to manage our patients successfully and bring them back to uh, be uh, functioning individuals in the society Mm -hmm. so i
0: think this question is an excellent uh, leader to the next one which leads to how do you envision health 4.0 you've mentioned uh, opportunities to collaborate so how do you see Technology-wise, regulation-wise, like how does this of need to have all these different providers for a person continuously come together and collaborate? What do you think of this vision? And how
1: can Healthful Point Zero do that? I think that is an excellent opportunity for us to have that technology available because this technology makes the communication much easier. It is at our fingertips, you mm-hmm. see. So we can see the patient, we can see our other colleague, we can have a, you know, uh, through uh, technology, uh, several communications going all at the same time. So it will save time, it -hmm. will save money, and it will save energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, we will be able to reach our colleagues uh, far away as well, you know, on that particular uh, subject that we are, we need help, for example, or we can present the patient in a more, um, you know, for, um, uh, in the virtual world, uh, more in a more substantial way that it can be understood rather than sending the reports writing or talking on the phone. So I think it will be extremely beneficial to our profession from that point of view.
0: I think what you point towards is something that in Health 4.0, just a refresher for listeners, Health 4.0 is nothing but proactive healthcare, not reactive healthcare. And um, one of the principles of designing this Health 4.0 is virtualization of services. And what Dr. Fatos just mentioned is an excellent example of how services can be virtualized. And another principle is modularity. And these are different modules that she needs to come together, which need to talk to each other, which goes in the next principle of interoperability. Because these different uh, experts will be using different tools, right? And different softwares and different... uh, 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 IOTs, if if you will, and I think at at a different point, uh, Fatos, how how do you struggle with the privacy regulation, all these kind of issues in your practice because you've been doing telemedicine for a very long time?
1: Exactly. Well, you know, privacy is. <laughs> A very serious issue. And recently I was just hearing horror stories concerning Zoom, for example, that mm-hmm. there's something called Zoom bombing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it is really very difficult to overcome that. But I think technology experts are capable enough, and they do their best to provide us, mm-hmm. us professionals, to cover us and provide us the security. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not worried very much about this, to tell you the truth, and also to do my patience. Because, you know, um, you make sure that you're covered. Mm-hmm. You make sure that your system is covered for that, and that you have the assurance of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we cannot be too um, paranoid about it either. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we will be paralyzed. So be we...
0: Wonderful uh, take on uh, privacy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I kind of agree with what you said is uh, something that I had written about on in a blog and I'll share it with you after we finish recording. Okay. But it's, it's something about the way you have health in health, like how we have so many viruses which come at any point and they're always evolving. As the same thing with uh, online world, you know, and if, if you've taken the best preventive measures in yes. cybersecurity, like having your firewalls, having a uh, you know proper uh antivirus having uh, uh, paid accounts and links and a trusted vendor and and understand that when volume increases there will be flaws which will come up because uh, companies like zoom had a five more than 500 to 600% growth yes. <laughs> in, in a short and- time right <laughs> And I personally also use zoom for all my work and I have been using them since 2014, I guess. Um, and I did a lot of training in Afghanistan using zoom and you know that country has very low bandwidth and it works so well. So while there are challenges, I would be, I'm have the same, uh, kind of stand like you, that if we've done what's best at the moment we are, and there is something that comes up, we should be able to, uh, you know, give them that space to go correct it and come back and give us that solution. Otherwise, we'll never deliver service.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's the point, you see. Now, I see a lot of paranoia around me concerning the COVID-19 and concerning the security of the web and this and that other thing so I said if you are going to pay attention to all that you will be paralyzed and you will not be able to move mm-hmm. so take your precautions make sure that you do everything right mm-hmm. and then you will just leave it to be because there's nothing that you can do to overcome certain glitches that is going to come to your way you know the, and, we, and with this we cannot be paralyzed with that
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and according to you what kind of obstacles do you see in uh, adoption now that we're talking about health 4.0 or even technology integration in health uh, let alone health 4.0 what have you experienced or what do you see very often as the adoption barrier
1: well i think we have just talked about it i think the um this um concerning the adoption barrier i think um this security Mm -hmm. is is the main problem you know uh well it's not a problem but people consider it as a problem and people are worried about it other than that unfortunately not everybody is as um, technology savvy, savvy, savvy. I never managed to. Bring. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, as, as some of us are, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. people are scared mm-hmm. of, of technology. So we have to overcome that barrier too. Actually, it's not that difficult, but. You know, people are worried and people are scared and people do not want to venture to new areas. Concerning Zoom, for example, I had difficulty of convincing two of my colleagues, believe it or not, to use Zoom. They mm-hmm. say that there is a difficult learning curve. I said, there's no learning curve.
0: Yeah, just click the link. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I said, just get on with it. So people are kind of wary. About this new technology, the center. So these are. But other than that, I don't see any other serious barrier to that
0: using. Yeah, it. I think I think personally, even I feel that um, like we are uh, from healthcare background and we understand the concept of change, change or behavior change cycle. So mm-hmm. right now there was an er uh, motivation phase, and now there is a pre contemplation. Now people are moved from a uh, motivation. <laughs> contemplation and I mean,
1: some people yeah, are at contemplation this problem I will are in contemplation, yeah. Are in contemplation.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and and some of us are using and some after the security relapsed and now we have to convince them to come back on the curve because I mean what is secure you go out and you walk and you may hit something you may have accident um, a mail letter that comes may not be delivered so everything has a security risk oh. at different levels. Oh. Um, I, I'm not saying that people should use unauthorized apps or just share patient, patient data publicly and all those I'm no, not no thinking. no
1: no we, we don't do that obviously but
0: we do have uh, best practice guidelines available for teleconsulting we do have practice guidelines available to counsel your patients what they should also do because it's not just you it's also the receiver everybody has to be uh behaving in a secure way for that thing to work in a secure manner
1: absolutely absolutely yeah that's so true so and we take our precautions and we hope for the best that's all we can do
0: yeah and and uh doctor what do you see as the biggest driver for change i know covid 19 is one so what is this big driver for a motivation for adoption to technology
1: well i think now people are home and they have time mm-hmm. to themselves to their families and what have you so they are more in the computers and you know cell phones and communications and uh, hopefully uh, evolving their um, professional um, uh, interests and mm-hmm. uh, their uh, you know for, uh, work, uh, what is new in that work and what is, for example, I have been in communication with a couple of my colleagues in the United States Mm -hmm. uh, who are extremely overwhelmed, well, as psychiatrists, they are already were overwhelmed, but now even more. And being in communication with them and seeing what is being done and how is this going to project in future. uh, So all those things are the things that we are going to strive for and that's what we are doing many of us i hope anyway and we are really not wasting our time by staying home but doing things that will advance us in future and what we have learned today will be a guide light for the for the future i hope
0: wow so doctor's saying use your time at home productively for yourself to improve yourself and your practice. And I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. Um, So we've heard your vision. We've heard some of the challenges according to you. Um, And uh, you and I have exchanged a few notes about Health 4.0 Summit. Um, So can you tell me what are your expectations of this summit? And uh, How do you think it can contribute? Oh,
1: I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be excellent. First of all, we will have uh, people from all walks of our uh, profession and from uh, all uh, levels of our profession and their views and their experiences and accumulation of that will give us a wealth of uh, information. Uh, so that is something that I'm really looking forward to and exchanging ideas there's nothing better than exchanging ideas because what you know is probably something that uh, I don't know or I know little of it so when we share those experiences and that knowledge that we have developed from those experiences I think it's it's going to be extremely valuable I'm looking forward to it awesome so
0: for listeners, our summit is www.health4.tech. And I want to take the time and say thank you, Dr. Fatos. This was an excellent, excellent podcast interview. And also, this is our World Health Day special. So I wish you a happy World Health Day. Thank
1: you. Thank you. And I received a couple of messages concerning this. And I hope it's going to be healthier and happier world healthier the coming years that's thank you, all doctor. thank you thank you for having me bye bye bye